Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, on the monorail. Wait, where's Joe? He's busy hanging with the quackback. Why are you so angry? Alex, I just can't stand Daisy, all this Disney pandering. It's a cartoon duck, man. Calm down. No, 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 no. I refuse to calm down. I'm so angry, I'm going to start giving the rest of my apartment away. Welcome to episode 206 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Chris. And uh, Joe might join us. He's having audio issues. So instead of having bad audio, uh, Joe is currently trying to fix his audio issues and he'll jump in when he can. But tonight we're doing the episode on Daisy Duck. How excited are oh, you, Chris? Are, wait, are you serious? Yeah. How, how excited are you 1 to 10? Uh, negative 3. That wasn't an option, I guess. I bet you did well in school. I didn't, actually, because I was too busy... Hating on Hating Daisy Duck. Daisy Duck. <laughs> right now we're recording live for our Goof Troop. Uh, if you want to watch us live once a week, sign up for a Goof Troop. Go to disis.com and go to the link. You can join as low as $2 a month. And as well, if you join our Goof Troop, you will be in our drawings that we do every month for giveaways, uh, gifts of whatnot. And um, there's also chat rooms constantly going. It's bumping every day with Disney fans talking about Disney. So if you love to talk about like-minded people who love Disney, join our chat room because it is fun. Just go to disis.com and uh, go ahead and join over there. And if you wanted to send us an email, you can email us at disis65 at gmail.com. I said that fast. I'll say it again slowly. Disis65 at gmail.com. And you can send us any information you want. You can uh, give us ideas for episodes, talk about things you like. If you're a long listener, Tell us things we might have forgotten to do in a while. I know I was looking through episodes and seeing some old games, and I was like, oh, man, we haven't done that type of game in a while. So uh, if you have anything like that to add, please send us an email and let us know. Also, you can also tell me what you had for lunch. That's always a fun thing. I prefer the voices of people. So if you want to whisper sweet nothings into the voicemail of <laughs> the Disney's podcast, you can give us a call at 707-842-0345. I think the best way to describe our goof troop, which is our Patreon members, is like a, a cool cult. Right, Alex? Like a cool cult. Uh, no. For, okay. For uh, law purposes, we are not a cult. That's fair. But yes, yeah, send us a voicemail. And sometimes if we like your memories... We'll share them live on the podcast. I think we're 100% we're sharing live memories. I think every live memory that has called in has been shared on the podcast. Yeah, and and between the three of us as well. Like usually we'll just, if we hear a really good memory, we'll just put it on loop. And while me, Alex, and Joe, like as soon as we're done the podcast, we go into a Discord room. We don't say anything. We just listen to your memories over and over again. So then your memories become our memories. Because we want all the memories. Give us your memories. Memories, talking about memories. Okay, so today is on Daisy Duck. She is a Disney character who is now part of the Fab Five. She started as a love interest for Donald Duck in the 40s and blossomed into a full-fledged member, appearing in all Disney-related IP. She can be found in all the Mickey cartoons, at theme parks, on cruise ships, and in video games. She isn't as iconic as Minnie or Mickey, but has quite a following, which will purchase all the merchandise related to Daisy Duck. So it was the fab, the fab Five, Alex, but with the addition of Daisy, it's actually called the Stupid Six now. Oh, is it not the Fab Five now? Mm -mm, no, Wait. it's the Stupid Six. So, 
So Mickey one, Minnie two, yeah. Goofy three, mm-hmm. da- da- Daisy four. No. Mm-mm. Pluto five. No. What about Goofy? Oh, Goofy. So yeah, Fat Five with Daisy. Mickey, no. Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Daisy. That's a Fat Five. Pluto. Pluto isn't part of it. Oh, he is. He's on stage shows. He's nowhere to be seen in Disney parks. That's, that's not true. That is completely false. You've met him live in Disney parks? I don't meet anybody, Oh, Alex. so you haven't I'm, met him live. I don't have kids, all right? I mean, uh, there's, I've been in line. There's a lot of Disney adults with no kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a secret. We don't tell the secrets of others, Alex. No, I don't. I, I, listen, I, I waited in line to meet BB-8. Okay, that's a good one. Very disappointing. Why? <laughs> he didn't even say anything to me. I couldn't even understand what he was saying. Well, that's because you don't speak robot. Right, so very disappointing. They should have put that's that in the fine fault. print before I waited 45 minutes to see him. I'm asking all these questions. I go with my pad and paper trying to get an interview with BB-8. The BB-8 doesn't even roll. First of all, not even rolling around. Pretty sure he's stationary. I don't think that he rolls around. Second of <laughs> all, the second person I met, because it was Hollywood Studios, was Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, was painfully awkward. Yeah, painfully awkward. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll, later on for This Week in Disney, I'm going to talk about us going to Disney, my family I'm talking about. And uh, we went to go see some characters. We went to go see, uh, we went to, 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 what was it called? Pete's Silly Sideshow. And we saw Goofy, Donald, Minnie, and Daisy all there. Ugh. And there was a guy who was in front of us for Goofy and Donald by himself, probably like a like tw- mid-20-year-old. And he had a sketch pad because he drew each character and having them sign their own drawings oh, that's that he cool. drew himself. That's really cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, if I had more than one day at each park, maybe I'd, maybe I'd do that. But I'm not waiting 45 minutes to meet, uh, you know, magic, Magician Mickey when I can be like, I, you know. I understand. We're, we, have the, we have the passes so we can go multiple times. And we said today we're just meeting characters and riding a few, few rides and kind of just going as the day goes because we have kids. Uh, four and six, so we're not going to go too hard, and um, so that was that allowed us to do that because that took yeah, a lot of time meeting yeah. all those characters. We met a lot of people. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And that was most of the part the day was doing that. Well, I saw photos, and we'll talk about this more later. But yeah. the photo ops with the kids are awesome. So yeah, I would wait in line for three hours if I had a kid to meet, uh, just so I could get that photo op, so I get like a hundred likes on Instagram. But you could just kid. Photoshop it, Chris. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> Let's get to the his on Daisy Duck. Daisy Duck, who is now part of the Fab Five, was once known as Donald's love interest or Minnie Mouse's best friend. But she's now a very popular character and is considered part of the core of Mickey's pals. Daisy Duck is known for her ruffled tail feathers and large eyelashes. She often wears a hair bow, blouse, and heeled shoes. She typically wears indigo eyeshadow and changes her clothes colors often, but is often in her purple and pink outfits. Daisy Duck was designed by Al Taliaferro, 
who was also known for designing Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Some people may think that Daisy's first appearance for Disney was the 1937 short film Don Donald, where Donald meets Donna Duck, a Latin-inspired duck whose personality mimics Donald's. But this film was really just an inspiration for Carl Barks and Al Taliaferro. Carl Barks was a lead storyboard artist and screenwriter for the short film Mr. Duck Steps Out, who was inspired by Don Donald. Al Taliaferro based his design on Donna Duck for the short. Daisy was voiced by Clarence Nash, the original voice of Donald, who used a Donald Duck-like voice for Daisy. Don, uh, Daisy Duck. Yes. Ugh. Listen, I'm going to pretend to like her for this episode. Uh, no, but no, I do no, want the record to show. Okay. Hate this, hate this duck. Uh, she has a ruffled tail feathers. Ironic, because she ruffles my tail feathers as well. <laughs> She's not a new member of the Fab Five. You can't have a, na- a group called the Fab Five if there's six members. What are we just kicking Pluto to the curb? Yes. That's a yes, little, they are. like, that's just weird, man. He's, that's weird because. So when you, when you say like, oh, me, like if I say my family's coming to a party, my dogs aren't coming with me. Your dog's not also not an international superstar. <laughs> like if you had Lassie as a dog, they'd be like, oh, Alex, you're here. Where's, oh, and then they'd say that Lassie wasn't with you. And they'd be like, oh, where's Lassie at? Like that's, if I see, if I see the five, the, what you're calling the fab five walk in and I, where, where's Pluto at? Where's Pluto? And, and, you know, you make the people are making the, um, the argument. Well, Pluto doesn't talk. Guess, guess what? Guess what? At the parks, none of them talk. <laughs> none of them talk. So, yeah, <laughs> give me give me Pluto for Daisy. I'd probably even trade. Uh, I don't know. I'd trade one of the chipmunks for, for Pluto as well. <laughs> trade out one of the well, chipmunks? Yeah, I, they, they just kind of moseyed their way into this this like <laughs> core group. Like I got the I got the uh, picture of the mm-hmm. the Disney fiftieth uh, uh, costumes. Yeah, Actually, this is the Disney one hundred. And Chip um, and Dale just kind of moseyed their way into. They just like forced their way into these. Like, they were group very photos. popular in the eighties and nineties. It's not the eighties and nineties anymore, though. I agree. Like it's like they don't really need to be there anymore. Like they they forced their way into all these photo ops. Like oh, remember us? No, not really. Yeah, and their size the 90s, doesn't even yeah, make but... sense compared to the characters because they're in cartoons. They're nowhere near the same size as Mickey. No, yeah, it's just very, it's just very weird. It's <laughs> it, just <sighs> it really brings me out of the out of the uh, out of the magic. It makes me realize I'm not in a real cartoon. It's really hard to explain to like my niece that uh, like when I say yes, that's the real Mickey Mouse. And then Chip and Dale come monstering uh, like, okay, well, <laughs> those ones are just fans. That they are they're not the real ones. Mickey is, but they are. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it, it totally th- that that forced perspective is going a little bit too far here, uh, Disney. So would you like? Let's say they didn't make Daisy Duck. Let's say they stayed with Donna Duck, the Latin inspired duck Ooh. who had the same temperament as Donald. Do you think you'd like her more with the Donald type accent? He, she also would have the speech impediment. Yeah, I like that. First of all, inclusive inclusivity. Did I say that right? We're gonna yeah, pretend I said it right. Kind of. Um, bringing in bringing in a Latin member who is an animal, but nonetheless Latin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that would be awesome, and you get a little more of a tie into Donald's random role as one of the three caballeros. So. Mm. Kind of makes a little sense. Da- Donald, oh, oh my gosh, you keep messing around. Daisy Duck, not Daffy <laughs> Duck. Daisy Duck, forced cash grab there. Like it's just a forced. Like everyone's so head over heels around Donald. Let's give. Let's do a female duck. So original. So original. But at least she's and not the why, same temperament as Donald. She's a different and, person entirely. 
You're saying you'd rather a, have the same character just in female oh, form. I think it'd be hilarious. I, I think that'd be hilarious, first of all. Also, a little insensitive on Disney's part. For Why do they have to date in the same species? Why can't they explore outside the species? Hey, I said the same thing when you're watching, like, uh, let's say you're watching um, Zootopia. Like, there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no mixed creatures in there. See, that's that's insensitive to me. And, you know, with this big cancel culture that we have out here today and about Disney doing all these wrong things in their movies, we got to bring up this conversation, Alex. Well, what's going if you on? Remember here? a long time ago, and I think there's three Capieros or one of the other ones. Donald fawned over a real woman in one of the cartoons. You I like this? that. Give me that. That would be great. That would, that would actually be hilarious. I think she ended up giving Give me a kiss at the end. Yeah, give me like a real woman. Like like have have the Fab Five and I, just have this random woman that 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 Donald is married to. I'd love to see their kid too. That would be an interesting child. It wasn't until 1945 that Gloria Blondell took over voicing Daisy Duck, who then proceeded to give her a more normal voice. She voiced Daisy until 1947. In 1948, Ruth Clifford took over the vocals through the early 1950s. There would be many other voice actresses who took on the role until Tress McNally started doing the majority of the vocals for Daisy in 1999. Daisy Duck has appeared in 15 films, with her first being, as stated before, Mr. Duck Steps Out in 1940. She wasn't seen again until Cure Duck in 1945. She then was in three cartoons in three years, becoming a standard character. She appeared in 11 total short films between 1940 and 1954, always Donald-related. It wasn't until the 80s that she would get a large role in the Disney animated film Mickey's Christmas Carol. In the 90s and early 2000s, Daisy became a standard feature in Disney cartoons, appearing on Quack Pack, Mickey Mouse Works, House of Mouse, and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. She also appeared in most of the Mickey Mouse cartoons that ran between 2013 and 2019, solidifying her as a core member of Mickey's Pals and Minnie's Best Friend. Through these times, Daisy did undergo some changes to her appearance and personality. As time went on, Daisy morphed from a damsel in distress to an assertive, strong personality that could even keep Donald in line. Her outfit rarely changed, always donning her matching heels and bow. I just, this just screams pandering to me. Um, you're pandering to just women duck lovers. All what? the women duck lovers out there were just pandering to them. What about the people who like cows? I, for one, am a Clarabelle cow fan. Me too. I'm a Clarabelle cow wh- fan as well. What happened to people like us, Alex? Why don't we get representation in the parks? Because, because then if you're lactose intolerant, you can't meet her. Uh, I'm allergic to duck. <laughs> You're I had duck pate to duck once. That's real. Yeah. I, w- I, 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 I went to sleep on a duck feather pillow, woke up. My, the left side of my face was three times its size. I look like Eddie Murphy in that one movie where he gets swollen on his face. Well, he gets swollen on his face? Yeah. Nutty Professor, maybe? Nutty Professor. That wasn't, he wasn't swollen, though. That was, that was cosmetics. Oh, are you serious? Bigger. Oh, wow. That was, the more uh, you know. Not real, real stuff. So, I didn't talk. So I'm talking about non non representation and stuff. But listen, you're not being represented tonight. Do you like Daisy Duck? Do I like Daisy Duck? Yes. I mean, I don't. I I don't hate her like you do. Apparently, ah, I wouldn't say say, you don't like Daisy. I wouldn't buy any Daisy Duck apparel. I wouldn't wait in line to meet her if I was by myself. I wouldn't wait in line to meet anybody really. But I I wouldn't. I don't really care that much about Daisy Duck. But she's in the shows and she's entertaining in the shows. She's in the Ooh. shorts. She's entertaining the shorts. Did you see Daisy Duck in the new um, Quack Pack? I don't or know what that quack, is, quack unfortunately. Pack? But you know what? Take her out of the Fab Five. Put her in the Quack Pack. I'm all for that. You don't know what Quack Pack is? I don't know what the Quack Pack is, Alex. 
Uh, I hope to know what the quackback is. Can you please explain it to me? It was a cartoon um, oh. in the 90s, uh, Toon Disney, but I'm going to grab an uh, image. Okay, so there's what Daisy is, Duck and Quack What Pack. is that? That's a Quackback Daisy Duck. <laughs> I hate Daisy even more now. <laughs> what is that? That looks like when Rugrats did that like spinoff where it was like Rugrats all grown up. Mm-hmm. That looks like middle-aged Daisy. That looks like midlife crisis Daisy. Because this is the Quack Pack. This is like it was a, the Quack Pack was Donald and the um, it was about the um, you know Huey doing Louie. What? Yeah. Yeah, Huey Huey doing Louie. And that was their style. Huey. 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 But she's in a lot of cartoons in the uh, 90s. She was in a lot of stuff until the 80s. She wasn't really anything until, I would say, the 80s is when she became a popular character. And uh, if you know a Daisy truther, they are big into Daisy. Really? Yeah, man. You don't know no Daisy explain? truthers? No, I try to stay away from them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, yeah. It's like anything. They, people have their favorite characters. And when they have their favorite characters, they are all in on those characters. Wearing... Daisy shirts, you know, Daisy backpacks. Never seen one. Never seen a Daisy shirt. Uh, I guess not looking for them. But um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't see a lot of. I see a lot of Donald Duck like Ophui shirts and mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah. I, I feel like every middle aged dad has a um. Yes. Or every dad, I feel like has a, I have a, a Donald. I shirt. had a Donald Duck shirt. It was my Christmas shirt. Yeah, that's why I, I, I rephrase middle-aged because <laughs> I think you just need to be a dad to have a, a, have a, a Donald dad. Duck shirt. There's a dad. A dad who has, who of course is angry at all the money he has to spend. Every, every dad has that Huna, Hakuna Matata shirt that they wear when they go to Animal Kingdom. Every dad has that shirt. <laughs> every single dad. Yes. And they, also, and they also have a some sort of Donald Duck dad joke shirt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if any if all moms have a Daisy Duck shirt though, Alex. I, I think you're seeing my point here now. I think we've uh, I think we've reached the climax of my argument of why Daisy is not a good character. There we uh, Ryan, uh, our Patreon member Who's Ryan, not a is putting up the not a dad yet, but uh, he's ready because he has the the trademark Akuna Matata shirt. Does he have white it's New Balance shoes? They're they're in the mail. If they if he doesn't have them, they're definitely in the mail for Memorial Day weekend. Fourth of July, <laughs> uh, yeah, but not every mom has a Daisy Daisy Duck shirt, and I don't think they ever will. You know what I mean? Like she's just not a staple, and I think that's part of the reason why she annoys me. It's like they just it's just, it's just force Daisy on us. But anyway, uh, the Ryan in the chat has a Daisy uh, Akumatana shirt as well. See, yeah. told you he is a dad. I um I would like to see the stats on character representation <laughs> in these in these shows. Like you said, that she doesn't pop up until this time. I wonder how 90s, how, yeah. like how often she appeared in she's these a, shows. She's like, a lot of them, like a lot, sure. But I would love to see the numbers. Like I'd love to see like there's the new and, ones, and, like the new like uh, yes. Clubhouse, like all those new ones. She is a part of the main cast. She's not a side character. She's a main cast person. Yeah, I, I do, I do, I won't say like her, but I do tolerate her in the um, shorts, in the, what would you even call them? Just Mickey and Friends shorts? Yeah. Yeah, love, I mean, I've never watched a bad episode of one of those. And when Daisy's in them, they're not bad. Exactly. As her screen time has increased, her backstory has been flushed out. She has three triplet nieces mirroring Donald and his nephews. Daisy's parents had appeared in Donald comic shorts, as well as uncles, aunts, and cousins. Daisy appeared in many comics from 1940 to 2004. Her first original comic, launched in the 1950s, was named Daisy Duck's Diary. The cartoonist for this comic was Dick Moores, Jack Bradbury, Tony Strobel, and Carl Barks. It continues to be produced for Italy. 
Since the 1970s in Italy, Daisy has even had an alter ego superhero named Super Daisy, or in Italian, Paprinica. During these comic books, Daisy gets frustrated with Donald's short temper and immaturity, and will often break up with Donald and go on dates with his cousin and rival, Gladstone Gander. Daisy continues to appear in almost every Mickey cartoon series, as well as features films like The Three Musketeers and Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. She was in Mickey's Roadster Racers, which aired from 2017 to 2021, and is currently in The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, which debuted in 2020. She is also seen in Mickey Mouse Funhouse, which premiered in 2021. At the Disney parks, Daisy is a key feature. She became available meet and greet at Pete's Silly Sideshow after Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom got a makeover. At Epcot, she appears at the main entrance sometimes and can also be seen at restaurants like Tusker House and Minnie's Springtime Diner at Hollywood and Vine. Daisy can be found at the parks and on cruise ships, but is not always represented, which makes her a semi-exclusive meet and greet. In the digital gaming world, Daisy can be seen in all video games that revolve around Disney characters. Toontown Online, Disney Think Fast, Mickey Speedway USA, Disney Golf, Disney's Party, Epic Mickey, Dance Dance Revolution, Disney Grooves, and in the Kingdom Hearts series, she appears as a countess in Disney Castle. So you did touch a little bit on how she was in the comics. Kind of interesting how it said in there that the comics are still being written to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says apparently pretty, since the 1970s, the Italian Daisy comic is still going strong. Pretty cool. Now, I uh, every year I go to Comic-Con in New York. And everybody, it, it's kind of cool. I was never into comics. Still, I'm not into comics. Um, my wife would divorce me if I got into another hobby, collecting hobby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't think I'll get into comics, but it's always cool to, to browse and look to see what they have there. My friend is really into comics, so he can kind of tell me like, oh, this is out there for a real good deal or look how expensive this one is. But anyway, I never realized until I started going to these comic conventions that, that there's like um, a lot, a lot, a lot of old disney comics and they are really cool it's cool to see the transformation into um the transformation transformation of from like the introduction of these characters to present day because you can see kind of how they evolved through the years Mm -hmm. donald duck was one of the i didn't see any daisy ones but donald duck is one of the like one of the older older disney comics that i saw that it was pretty expensive for like a you know first edition first i think it was the first appearance of of donald duck Mm -hmm. but i was just at a flea market few months ago and i was looking and they had dozens of these disney comics and i feel like that would be something that would be kind of cool to get into is is read some of these comics i'm sure they'd be they'd be pretty funny and witty just because that's how these disney characters are i wonder if uh, i know that marvel has a service called marvel unlimited where you can read all the marvel comics and Mm -hmm. even star wars now i wonder if they have anything for for disney comics because that would be interesting i don't think i'd want to dump a lot of money into disney comics but if they had a service like that or something i think i'd probably give it a shot and, and read some of these older like introduction to daisy duck for instance that would be kind of cool to see how she was introduced in the comics yeah yeah that would be kind of cool to wa- read some of these comics um especially if you could read some of the older ones i think that'd yeah. be fun for sure to go back and uh you know not only see like you said see how they look back then and how they act because um i imagine donald acts act differently back then than he did now because, you know, he had more of a, um, um, a uh, what's the duck, Warner Bros. duck? Um, Daffy Duck. He had more of a Daffy Duck feel when he first started on, kind of like yeah. Looney and you know, doing crazy stuff. And he's calmed down since then because he met Daisy. And, yeah. uh, you know, now he wears a suit and tie if he has to. Yeah, you're right. He was almost like what you would call, I guess, like a Looney tune. Um, so I wonder if these comic books are canon 
and I wonder how, like, you know what I mean? I wonder how serious they take the backstories and the stories that they write in the comic books. Like, did that really happen to the Donald and Daisy that I'm seeing at the Disney parks type thing? You know what I mean? You should like, ask are them. these are these are these stories are these stories like in the the larger backstory of these characters? You know, <laughs> like, will we ever? Like, if I'm reading a comic book and I see, will they ever reference something that happened back then on a TV show that I'm watching? Yeah, that's interesting. It'd be so funny. You wait in line for half an hour. You walk up to Donald and goes, so in Donald, uh, in Donald series, uh, one zero one in 1974, it says, here that, it says here that you love beignets. Is that true? <laughs> and then he goes, wonder if he goes, yes, I go, I tricked you. It says you hate beignets. <laughs> You got to wonder, like, if anything that was written in the comics uh, attributes to um, some of their backstories or their mannerisms or whatever that you see in the shows today, you know? Yeah, that would be so, interesting. I, yeah, so I'm just curious. That's like kind of why I want to read them. I love reading old Marvel comics to see how much of it gets pulled from that into the MCU. I'd love to see um, how much of it of the Disney comics it gets pulled out and used in the Mickey cinematic universe. I guess also the MCU. You know who probably could do a uh, job at um, finding out if... Uh, the old history comics are used today. Would be a Disney history podcast. That that's so, true. So we Chris, should, why don't we you get contact on one? <laughs> um, so you, it says here that she is semi exclusive because she's not found everywhere. So you're right; she's not everywhere. It is seen, uh, but that makes her more sweet because you find her and you're like, "Oh, I found Daisy. I got to take a picture with her." It also makes her probably less popular because it doesn't doesn't pay the bills to show her everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I want to know about this Dance Dance Revolution Disney Grooves. I love Dance Dance Revolution going up. I would love yeah. to see Disney Grooves. That might be something we have to stream on Twitch one night. And is, then uh, Mickey's Speedway USA? Is that like is that like a Daytona Speedway USA? Yeah, like, like I am all in thing? on all of these all of these things that were listed at the end. Like Gotta I find we're gonna have to find some emulator or something. Yeah. For sure. I think it would be it would be amazing. Um I, I like Daisy and like I've seen the new uh, cartoons because my kids watch it. And the shorts you're talking or Clubhouse? No, actual Clubhouse. Um, yeah, yeah. Mickey's Roaster Racers. I've seen these and she's she's pretty decent in it. She's an entertaining character. She almost talks as much as Minnie. Like it's, if you were talking about like lines, she has as mm -hmm. much as Minnie does. So mm. she's just as big of a character as Minnie. Yeah, she's fine in the shorts just because I think the writing in the shorts is just top notch. I oh, think yeah. that the the writing for that show is just amazing. And so I think any kind of dialogue that Daisy has is going to just automatically be good because the writers of the show are great. Um, I, I'm really I, I've never watched Disney uh, or Disney Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse. I was a little old when that first came out. Mm -hmm. uh, I did watch Hot Diggity Dog for the first time a couple months ago. Great yeah. song. So that's a. Surprised it didn't win a uh, Grammy. That's a really good song. Did you um, put it on an hour loop like I've done before? It's it was close to it or what felt like an hour loop because <laughs> my <laughs> nephew was over and we were we were watching. He just loves the hot dog song. So that's a great that's uh, a great song. A song. It was written by song. They Might Be Giants, which is was a, great, it really? a great band. That's kind of embarrassing that they wrote that because that's like it's three words. It's not three words. I think it's just hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. We got time to cheer or something like that. Like, there's more words uh, in there. That's all I heard was hot dog, hot dog, oh, no, hot it's a whole, dog. It's a whole long track. You can find oh. that online. Um, uh, after he left, I did, I, I will admit, I did listen to it um, on repeat times. for the rest of the night. <laughs> Joe, oh, oh, so update you on Joe because I mentioned he might be coming to the episode. 
Unfortunately, he cannot get his mic to work. He thinks he needs to get into some new chords. But he is in the chat room, so if he has anything to say, he will put it on the chat room, and I will read it out for him. I'm curious if he has any info or opinions on Daisy Duck. Oh, he just wrote in, one of the most overrated characters. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He just put, I like Daisy. Very, very thought out. Did ChatGPT write that for you, Joe? <laughs> no. ChatGPT <laughs> would have wrote a real paragraph. Quick fire, quick text. Let's go. Since 1999, Daisy has had her own magazine in the Netherlands. And during the late 90s, she also had one in Brazil. Daisy Duck can be spotted in the 1988 movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit? According to the Encyclopedia of Animated Disney Shorts and Big Cartoon Database, Don Donald is considered to be Daisy's debut. Disney even released a collector's pin which reads, Daisy Duck debuts as Donna Duck, 1937. During the 50s in British and American comic strips, Donna Duck was introduced as Daisy's rival. We here at Dizhis think Daisy Duck is a great addition to the Mickey Friends core group. She has grown into a beloved character by many Disney fans. She has become a great role model for girls. With a strong, independent character, Daisy has blossomed into a key character in the Disney universe and can be seen in almost all of Mickey's shows or shorts. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some Three Cheeky Chicks wax melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories, so these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to MagicallyScented.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There is a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, mandarin blossoms, freesia, and peonies. The Wilderness Lodge Melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. The Vero Beach Melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit MagicallyScented.com and use promo code DizHiz20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by Three Cheeky Chicks. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com, promo code DizHiz20. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Hey, you want to hear something really cool, Alex? Sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the Goof Troop, Alex. You know about the Goof Troop? I kind of do. Well, it's a great way to support the show. You get access to our live shows, which is like a total mess. Oh, it's a total mess. I edit it, and I have to sit there and make sure it sounds professional. Yeah, and it's not at all. Uh, we do giveaways, you know, a couple times a month. We're yeah. always giving away wax melts. We're giving away candles. You know, know. We're giving away books. It's not fair because I can't be in the giveaways because I'm a host. I always try to get in the giveaways, but uh, yeah, it's really not right if I join in, right? No. But you can support us for as low as $2 a month, and you can get access to all of these things. Just for $2? Yeah, just for $2. Wow. In our Discord chat, I mean, our Discord chat is off the chain. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. We have made lifelong friends in mm-hmm. our Discord chat. It's bumping, uh, as the kids would say. It is bumping, as the kids are saying. And you can, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great Patreon members that keep our chat super active. There's so many great members that I look forward to every morning to wake up and to talk to every day. So where do you get join this Patreon? So, oh, good question there, Alex. All you have to do is go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, there's a Goof Troop link. Just hit the Goof Troop link. It takes you to our Patreon, and there's so many different ways you can support our show. And as low as $2 a month. As low as $2 a month. And it helps us keep our website up. 
It cut, cut, uh, helps us with advertising, you know. So for as low as $2 a month, you can help support our show. You can help us advertise to get our show out there from, to, to more people so they can listen. And so we, because we love to interact with fans, we love interacting with everyone. Um, so go ahead and join and join our Discord. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Fan Piper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. So D-plus this week is the Phantom Menace. And um, Chris, I know you like the Phantom Menace. I know yes. I like the Phantom Menace. So talk about why you like the Phantom Menace. Episode oh. one of Star Wars, if you don't know. So Phantom Menace was the first. Uh, Phantom Menace is probably what got me into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because the Phantom Menace came out in the year 1999. Uh, I was four years old. So... That was very popular, like your Burger Kings, your Taco Bell, mm-hmm. like uh, McDonald's. They had all the toys and everything everywhere. So being four years old and the Phantom Menace coming out, I loved the most hated character in all of Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks, because to me, Jar Jar was my hero. Like, I loved Jar Jar Binks. And we, we talked about it before because you were the perfect age for Jar Jar. Age yes. between like two and probably six was like the perfect age for Jar Jar Binks. And that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to get the young audience. The old audience already loved Star Wars. They didn't have to capture their imaginations, but they had to capture the young audience. It's a great way to look at it. And the older audience hated Jar Jar Binks because they weren't young anymore. Just like how they loved Ewoks when they were kids. You love Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And uh, Star Wars is a great way of adding these quote-unquote dumb characters to the show, uh, to the movie. I was going to say show. But I'll go on that in a second to the <laughs> movies to make them, you know, sell merchandise, sell T-shirts, sell toys. I, I, I said the word show on accident because I'm in the middle of watching the Clone Wars and Jar Jar Binks has a huge role in yes. that show. And he I still I mean, 
I'm a Jar Jar, as you say, truther. I love Jar Jar, and I like the episodes with him in it. They, they're they're great. I like that he has this dumb role. Like I I just love the character that he plays. Yeah. What was your favorite um, part or scene in the Phantom Menace? I love the um, the pod races. I love the yeah. pod races. I was 11 when it came out, and I, I think I was a great age because I I was able. And my my sibling was seven years older than me. So they were 18 and they took me to go see it because they love Star Wars. And uh, when they got done, they thought it was okay. They didn't love it, of course, but Mm -hmm. I loved it. I love the pod races. And, you know, I was around 11. Um, You know, uh, Anakin was a little younger than me, but still a young kid doing crazy stuff. It's like, wow, that's awesome. And then they released the the pod racing game uh, for Xbox. And oh, my God. And I said Xbox for you younger ones. Just just Xbox. Done. Right there. No numbers afterwards. <laughs> and um, I love that game so much. I loved the pod racing game. So that with the movie got me into it. And then as I got older, um, I really love other characters in the movie as I got older. Mm-hmm. I love I really like Phantom Menace. Now, I know a lot of people come around on the Phantom Menace. They, you know, they, as they gone, I know a lot of people who hate it when it first came out has watched it, you know, recently and said, oh, it's not as bad as I remember. It's pretty good. Um, I've always been a fan of it. And then as I got older, I became fans for different reasons. I was just going to touch on that, Alex. And uh, I think you're saying that because when you go back, when you watch the whole trilogy, both trilogies, and you kind of see the importance of of the, the characters that you're watching in episodes four, five, and six, Emily loves the prequels, my wife. Uh, we went back and watched uh, four, five, six, and we watched one, two, three. And she thinks it is so cool that you can see the growing up of Darth Vader. I'm going to send a picture in chat right now. This could Mm -hmm. be the best movie poster of all time. Amazing. Amazing. It's with Anakin and his shadow is Darth Vader. And you know, Um, if if it was the other way around, they couldn't have that poster because at that point you wouldn't know he becomes Darth Vader. But because it was out of order, you knew who Darth Vader was. You understood that this kid is going to become Darth Vader. So watching him grow up in episode one and two, I mean, you see it more in two, but in episode one, you really are like, how is this kid coming yeah. to become uh, Darth Vader? Like, what? But you see his genius and uh, him, you know, building C-3PO at the age of, what, uh, probably 10, yeah, you know? Yeah, something like that. Um, I just think, looking back at the prequels, I think that the hate they get is very, um, it's not warranted. Like, I think the prequels are a vital piece in telling the story of star Wars. Um, it, it's just so cool because four five and six, you don't know any of these people's backstories at all. You mm-hmm. don't know any of this stuff. And I think one, two, three really fills that void and whether or not you like, or don't like an individual movie out of the, or the prequel trilogies, uh, as a trilogy and as a vital piece to the bigger picture of Star Wars, it played such an important role. And that all started with The Phantom Menace. Now, before I go on, I'd be doing him a big disservice if I didn't bring up Darth Maul. Because we didn't even talk about Darth Maul yet. He's amazing. The, the, just, just the double lightsaber yeah. was, I mean, yeah. that was amazing. He was amazing. You have, you have this guy who is... Darth Maul is in what is regarded as one of the worst Star Wars movies yes. to, to many, is one of the most popular characters yes. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for ever. sure. He's the Boba Fett treatment where Boba Fett was in like barely any of yeah, the Star exactly. Wars movies, but he's one of the most popular characters. Yeah. Darth Maul, same thing. So but much Darth so, Maul was in like three times longer of the film. Right. Yeah, that's true. But Darth Maul was so much so um, 
uh, one of the, a fan favorite. They had to bring him back to life. Yep. Mm-hmm. For, they had to say, for, you know what I mean? The dark side saved his life. He was cut in yeah. half and fell a thousand feet or kilometers. I don't know what you want to say, but yeah, the dark side. He was so evil. He came back to life with his robotic legs. And the, yeah, and that uh, and everybody loves him so much that no one cares. Now there is a fun fact about Darth Vader that we just talked about the other day. That Darth I Maul, you on. mean? Uh, yes, Darth Maul. Though I want to touch on that you're just talking about. You want to you want to bring that up? Yeah. So me and Chris were hanging out, and we both saw the same TikTok. And what it showed was uh, when they're doing makeup for Darth Maul, the guy who played Darth Maul has an earring, and he forgot to take it out. So when they shot a, fi- a scene, he had the earring in. So then they had to continue having the earring in his ear to make it all coincide with each other. And it became an iconic part of Darth Maul, so much so that it's in his toys, it's in the video games, it's in the cartoons. Darth Maul has an earring. And you wouldn't know unless you really look, because it's his cartilage at the very top of his ear. It's like a little silver ball. Yeah, yeah. But Darth Maul is such like a, I don't know, like a like a punk rock type looking character. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense. Yeah, like it yeah. makes sense for him to have a I mean, little he earring up there. spikes on his head. Yeah, very, very yeah. punk rock. Very, very punk rock. And before we end, I really want to say, like, like I said, as I got older, I liked different characters. Like, I loved Anakin as a kid. And now as an adult, I love Palpatine. He's one of my favorite characters. And I love Palpatine in this movie. I love Palpatine in episode two and in episode three. And in these prequels, I think Palpatine is one of the best characters. I'd say looking at the prequels, one was probably the weakest of the three. But yeah. That's it needed that slow burn mm-hmm. to get to where we ended in three. So I mean, I, I, every listen, episode one of any show is slow. This is Absolutely. episode one of a three part series. It's going to be yep. slow. It was never made to be a single movie. It was made to be a piece of a bigger picture. And that's why I think it gets hate because a lot of people are like, oh, it was a horrible movie. But listen, you put one, two and three together and look at it as a trilogy. It's it's awesome. It yeah. is. I don't care what you say. You're lying to yourself if you said that you didn't at least enjoy the prequels. This week in Disney, and what did you do this week in Disney? So I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I know you did a lot in the this this world. This I know you did a lot in the world of Disney this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this week I saw uh, I saw well, I saw it last week. Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw it mm-hmm. on release night, uh, volume three. Uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet for anybody who didn't see it. Uh, I talked to Joe a little bit on the phone about, about this movie today, and I think that this movie's a masterpiece. I think that uh, this was amazing as James Gunn's swan song for the MCU. That if he's remembered by this gar- for the the trilogy that he put out, then he's one of the best to ever do it as far as superhero movies goes. If he never does anything good again in his life. At least he did these, these Guardians movies because they were phenomenal. Uh, epi- uh, volume three is borderline not a kid's movie. Like it's very dark and sad and like you'll want to cry. Of course, you'll get those laughing moments, but it's just a deep movie. High Evolutionary, the villain in this movie, is a top Marvel villain performance, in my opinion. That's the villain? High Evolutionary is a villain, yeah. And then he's coming to Snap soon? That's why. Yep, wow, that's, why. that's amazing. He mo- so, so, Alex, he modifies cards with no abilities yes. in Marvel Snap. Uh-huh. He modifies animals as a character. Really? Yes, yeah, so that's why he... And you'll see, once you see the movie, you'll understand more. But mm. it's, just a, it's just a really, really good movie. Like, so usually I, I rate movies either very high when I first see them or very low when I first see them. Then I sleep on them, I kind of adjust it. I don't know, man. 
when I came out of that, I gave it a nine out of 10. And, and a week later, I'm still thinking like, this is a solid nine out of 10. Like, it's just, I can't really think about anything bad about so this movie. Why I not a 10 out of 10? Because it wasn't the perfect movie. Okay. Because if I rated it a 10 out of 10, that means that no movie will ever be better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And that's just not true. <laughs> okay. You can't rate something a perfect 10 out of 10. Or unless it's the best thing ever. And it's not the best thing ever. But it, as far as like Marvel movies go and as far as superhero movies go, uh, it was just so good. It was a very different movie. And the storytelling uh, was so good. And uh, side note before I finish this off, um, Adam Warlock was so awesome. And the introduction of Adam Warlock when they introduce his character in the movie, one of the coolest and most fun introductions um, was he in Guardians to a character. Episode two? Was he in Guardians Volume 2? He was in a cocoon in the post credit scene in Volume 1. Okay, I thought he was in Volume 2 in that no. world of uh, gold people. And how they piece everything together is uh, perfect. But yeah, just like as a stand... It's a standalone movie, it, but the after credit scene kind of gives you direction on where they're going to go in the greater MCU as a whole, which mm-hmm. is awesome to me. I, I know a handful of people who install the movie, and they all said it's amazing. Well, it was very good, and when you finally get around to seeing it, I can't wait for you to watch it, because it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So, that was what I did this week. Alex, what did you do this week in literal Disney? Yeah, literal Disney. Uh, we actually went to Disney, me and my family, my, uh, my six-year-old daughter, my four-year-old son. And, uh, yeah, we went to Disney World. And um, like I said, we told them we're going to SeaWorld. And when we turned off the highway oh my to the, the sign of Disney World, we said, Emma, what does that say? And she read, read it. She's like, Disney World. She's like, That's yeah, amazing. Like, well, we're going there today. She's like, what? I thought we were going to SeaWorld. We're like, no, we're going to Disney World. And she started getting happy and then Link got happy. We were afraid it was going to backfire because Friday night, Link was talking about how happy he was to go to SeaWorld and see whales. And we're like, oh, man, did we like set ourselves up for failure? But <laughs> really uh, no, once she was excited to go, he was excited to go. And they were both super happy. When he knew he was going to meet Mickey, he was ecstatic. And then my wife pulled out Mickey shirts from the backpack they didn't know they had uh, to put on them and replace the shirt they were wearing. So, uh, yeah, it was all good. But That's uh, amazing. We got to the park for the uh, Magic Kingdom line around 830. And we went in and got pin, a pin for my son for his first uh, you know, Aww. first time at the, at the Disney park. Uh, we, ro- we met Mickey, which was fun. It was great. Um, and then we went and rode Pirates. And we were done with that, those two things, getting in the park, meeting Mickey, and riding pirates by 10.30. So that was – Wow. Like, it was really fast. I mean, Joe has told me – Joe and his wife Mel has told us that lines aren't as long as they used to be somehow. And even though the park seems busier, the lines don't seem as long as they used to be. Um, and I agree. The lines did not seem – now, Haunted Mansion line was super long. It was, it was maxed out long. It was coming wow. out of the line past you know, other things like – it was a really long line. My wife went on Haunted Mansion after we went to Pirates, and my daughter did not want to go on it. She was spooked by the drop in Pirates and said she's not going to ride that ride ever again. And, um, <laughs> and so we went to Haunted Mansion, and she loves the movie Haunted Mansion. She loves that movie. Really? She's like, I don't want to go on the Haunted Mansion ride. And we're like, why? You love the movie. She's like, uh, I don't like it. And we're like, but you, don't you like when they like, you ride around and stuff, and he like, turns around and rides you down? She's like, that's why I don't want to go on it, because it goes backwards downwards. And I was like, what? It's not a big deal. So my wife, yeah, my wife took Link and uh, he loved it. Uh, my That's daughter and cool. I hung out. We uh, went and saw a stage show for a little bit. Went to oh, some, nice. um, some shops. 
And then after that, we went to Small World, which was also not a long wait. I mean, it wasn't that long of a wait, Small World. Awesome. And How'd they like Small World? They liked it. They liked it. Yeah. I thought, for some reason, I thought Small World had characters in it. Like, I thought they hid characters in no, it. No, Disneyland. They do. Disneyland. Okay. I got confused. Yeah, so I was like, oh, we got to look out for characters. And we couldn't find anything. I was like, what's going on here? Nah, Disneyland. Okay, Disneyland did it. Well, we got to do it you here. Have to, well. They're not at that age yet where they, you don't like Small World. You have to be like a teenager for that. Yeah. No, they love Small World. Um, and then we went to lunch at Pinocchio, which I don't know why, but I never knew it was Pinocchio. Like, I guess I just never looked at it. Um, and uh, we decided to eat outside because it was really busy. Good thing we did that because while my wife was getting the f- getting the food, my daughter threw up everywhere. She threw up everywhere. Oh, she threw at up the her, park. At the park. She threw up her Wawa breakfast. I think she was getting too hot. Um, and she threw up. And it was, uh, and, while, and while she threw up, I was just sitting there like, what am I going to do here? Uh, I told a lady, and she came and put dust all over it and cleaned it all uh, up. Pixie dust. By the time we were halfway down our meal, she was she was sweeping all up again. Um, so after oh, that, man. we we went along, continued our day. Uh, we went and saw no, we went to uh, Bell Story Time, and Emma was the Beast, and Link was a extra. And if you don't know that show, you come in through amazing doorway. It starts off as yeah. a little as a window. And then it expands Alex, into a you could explain to me how that works, and I still wouldn't be able to wrap my mind around it. As I'm walking through, and I'm trying to slow <laughs> down, because I'm trying to look in between the walls to figure out how this yeah. works. Because I know what's happening. I know it's going to happen. I'm looking at it, trying to figure out what moves here. What is yeah, happening I'm convinced it's magic. I'm just convinced it's magic. And then they pick out people to play characters in the little show they do. And my daughter was Beast, which was awesome. My That's son was awesome. just an extra, which is fine. And um, then we went and met Ariel, which was like a 30-minute wait. Very quick. Uh, my daughter asked her why she doesn't look like uh, the Ariel in the movie. Did she really? And she said because of the lighting in here. Is this real? Yeah, I'm serious. Wow. I'm serious. So my daughter was expecting the African-American mermaid, uh, Ariel. She, that's what she which was is kind of cool. Well, first of all, which is kind of cool because I grew up with you know the whole Caucasian area. Uh-huh. I wonder if they will be changing they to will. an African American area. They, they will. will. Yes, my wife said which that is she saw very cool. They will be updating Ariel soon at the park to match the movie. Yeah. Well, first of all, what a save by Caucasian area. <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. answer. It's the lighting down answer. here. It's, it's the yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, I guess whatever. And that's a great answer. Yeah, lighting, yeah, oh, that's right? really cool that they're going to add an African American area. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and then we went and saw some more princesses. We went and saw um, Tiana and Rapunzel. We did we had all these rides. Right, this was the longest line we had. Which one? To, to meet Tiana and Rapunzel. Wow, it was really? the longest line ever. And. I'm not lying. We were two people away from the, going in, and my son starts saying, I have to poop. And we're like, well, Oh no. I'm like, well, we're almost there. Can you hold it? And he's like, I have to poop. And then he'll be like, he'll be like saying really loud, like, I have to poop. And we're like, well, first of all, calm down. Stop screaming. Also, uh, you have a diaper on. So like, I guess just go for it if you need to. We'll change it afterwards. But also, we're almost there. So can you just wait? Can you hold it, please? <laughs> and he ended up actually holding it, uh, which is awesome. But yeah, we met. Well, I can see. Uh-huh. I can see he was happy because every picture that you uh, that your wife posted had a little thumbs up in, That's and it was thing. the cutest thing ever. That's his go-to. It was the funniest, cutest thing. Like he's next to Tiana with the little thumbs up. Yeah, that, one he had a, one they had like a double thumbs up yeah. going. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know what makes him do a double thumbs up, but yeah, he does thumbs up on every photo. I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> I have no idea. I love uh, it. Yeah, I have no idea. But 
we met the princesses, which was awesome. Um, they were nice. They met. They talked to you for a while. I guess that's why it takes so long. Um, so every meet and greet has an automatic camera now that just happens automatically. Oh, there's um, no photographer. No photographer. Correct. So people who the right. handlers, they'll be like, "Hey, say cheese to the camera," and they'll they'll kind of point to where the camera is, and then it'll go off. But there's so no like one Chat GPT cameras. Now. I don't. I guess maybe someone's manning it in oh, a control room. I have no idea. Um, and then after that, we went to Pete's Silly Sideshow, which is the big big top area over there, nice. like um, the Goofy Ride. Love the photos from that. That yeah. looked really fun. That Goofy, Donald, Daisy, and Minnie. Uh, those I'm weren't sorry to hear that you met Daisy. That was nice and cool, though. It was nice and cool in there. Ah, nice. You took your time in there. And then we went to the little, like, if you go out to the out area, they have, like, a little, another little big top area with food. And we got ourselves some, uh, you know, treats uh, to hold us over. Um, and then we went to get lunch at Cosmic Rays. Uh, oh, nice. Was How was just, that? Was he playing or was he shut down or what? There was nothing on the stage. I don't know where oh, he was. Sucks. But there was nothing. There was, um, it has such a big eating area. It's crazy. And we just did the episode. Really? Right? And my wife's like, wow, we never ate here. I said, no. And the food was okay. I got a chicken sandwich, but they had like relish on it and it just wasn't very good for me. It's kind of weird, yeah. But where we sat, we had a perfect view of the, of the castle. And we were looking onto oh, like the, nice. little, the little river they have there, if you want to call it a river. And it was a really nice eating area. Like there was a lot of space, a lot of nice window seats and stuff so if you go there late at night and want to have a window seat to the fireworks that would be a great place to go it's very cool. close to the fireworks and um after that we went to monsters laugh floor how do the kids like that they loved it it's so fun i mean me and yeah. still laughing when we were right there i love that show it was so funny and it was funny um they asked an audience member like where are you from and she's like new york and he's like i know new york is a is an island in the pacific something like that it's something dumb like that and um <laughs> and then he went to another person where are you from he goes new york she, he's like i don't have any more jokes for that i already did that joke it's like dumb humor it's so funny um i was not picked for anything which is like the first time uh, ever. that's because they didn't do the synopsis of the movie when they do synopsis i'm picked for sully and they did not do the synopsis so it was not makes chosen. sense but Hey guys, I know where that guy is. If you know that guy, if you're aware of what I'm talking about, I know where to be for that guy. And I'm trying ah. to get my to be that guy. I know where it is. I have to say the general area, but in my mind, I'm not sure how I'll react to being that guy. I don't know if I want to be like a surprise. I want to be happy, mean mugging. Right, right. No idea. So um, that was our day at Disney, and then we went. That's the awesome. Car, went home, and uh, kids slept all the way home. Amazing. Sounds like an amazing day. I'm happy that you guys finally got back after all this time. And then your son for the first time ever. That's awesome. Yeah. It was very hot. Um, it cooled down later because I thought it was going to rain, but it didn't rain. And uh, no, it was, good. it was a good day. It was a good day. That's back awesome, man. Parks. Can't wait to go back again. Next park we're going to is Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Great. That's going to be awesome for them, too. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't. Star Wars. Oh, man. Yep. Making Runaway Railroad. Railway. That would be the, oh, fir yeah. that'd be the yeah. first uh, trackless ride I've ever been on. Congratulations, Star Wars, Pre preemptively. Okay, that's all I have this week in Disney. You're all done with this week in Disney as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's the his on Daisy Duck. I'm Alex, and I'm Chris. Thanks for listening, and a magical life.
Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis.